the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. The is brought to you by Imperial Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram right there at 2329 U.S. Highway 86 in lovely El Centro. Parks Department understands the weekend wheeling needs and open on Saturday and Sunday. So if you do need it, a part, 888-900-2804. Plus, if you're looking for a, a deal on a Jeep, a Chrysler, a Dodge, a Ram, and you don't want to have to deal with markup, Imperial Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram does not mark anything up. IVCDJR.com. Check out the inventory. Also, AlphaSite Logistics, if you're doing an event out in Imperial Valley, they've been doing it for over 20 years. They keep all of the, the regulatory folks happy. They have portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. You may call them at 760-352-8383, or you can go on to Facebook at facebook.com slash alpha site, or alpha, yeah, site logistics. And we got Ed and Audrey in the house. Audrey, how hey. is your shoulder? I'm doing okay. But you're still not going to get, get an acupuncture. You, I just, I can't. I, had, I just, there's a panic attack, man. I, my heart you can't close your it. eyes, you'll never even feel the, no, the you know sorry. what. No, I'm sorry. I guarantee you, if you went in. I tried that no, Monday never. night. I you, Did you get a needle in you? No. Then I, you didn't try. I had an anxiety panic like attack. Broccoli. A whole episode in the parking lot. I couldn't bring myself in. Uh, it wasn't happening. Where's your husband? Just tell him to throw a bucket of ice cold water on you. <laughs> he probably been... would be happy to do that. I'm telling you, man, mm. you'll get rid of it. Yeah. I know, but that's okay. Anyway, I guess we did have a special guest, but mm. unfortunately, that was not to be. Yes, I'm so sorry, Adam. We he's wish not you feeling best. well, down and out. Yes. Uh, down and out, as the saying goes. Down and out. Hopefully, he's recovering at home. Adam Philibin from Clean Desert was going to join us. Hopefully, he can come next weekend instead. Uh, hopefully, he's feeling a little bit better. Um, that's why he probably didn't make Corral Canyon yesterday, because he only lives in Oceanside. But I, I got him to talk with uh, Randy Bannis, the yeah. chair of the Desert Advisory Council. So I'm really curious to see how that uh, transpired, what went on. And I want to talk to Randy, because they had a Desert Advisory meeting, yesterday. council meeting yesterday. Yeah. So the idea of the Desert Advisory Council is to help people who have problems with the BLM find a solution. 
So Adam had complained to me about having problems with the, the Barstow office of the BLM, that they're trying to do cleanups out there. They're trying to do good things to help, and they were getting roadblocks from the BLM. Yeah. So I'm really – and he didn't know what to do. So I said, oh, you need to talk to Randy and work through this uh, committee, and I, I think you'll find satisfaction. So I'm really anxious to hear, and hopefully things went uh, really well. But yeah. we'll talk about that next week. Uh, yesterday, where were you, Audrey? We were out at Corral Canyon yesterday. Uh, I worked uh, hard and organized the San Diego Four Wheel Drive Association, um, San Diego Four Wheelers Club, uh, Tierra del Sol Four by Four Club of San Diego (TDS Four by Four), and SDORC volunteers. We worked with the Forest Department um, this week. The forest we got service. 360 rice bales delivered on Tuesday. Oh, good. Yes, the forest worked on Friday, thir- Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I believe. Forest members moved bales and prepped for us to come yesterday. Wow. And yesterday we had um, two bobcats and 89 volunteers with, uh, I think, eight trailers, and we were able to move the rest of them. We got the 360 rice bales installed. Um, we had crews go out to all different trails, so depending on their vehicle's capability and what they could do, um, we had the Forest Service provided us loppers, um, and everybody went out and did trail grooming, trail maintenance. What was the purpose um, of the bales? The There is a kid's dirt bike training track uh, that and has um, uh, outer circle and a little inner kind of infinity. Um, it's a really awesome track. It's a big track, and it allows kids, you know, so young the hay bales kids are to for learn protection and containment. to it, it keep them in the so they don't hit the bushes and stuff. It just kind of helps them to learn how to turn oh, and cool. ride and, you know, gas up, hit the brakes, how to be able to ride each way and not just one, you know, because for me, it's a lot easier for me to turn right than it is for me to turn left. <laughs> you know, I don't know why, but ever since I've been riding my yeah. entire life of riding, you're in a circle. I'm, I'm, it's easier so. for me to turn right and go up a hill or turn right and go down a hill or over a, a dune than it is right. for me to turn left. And I have no idea why. Yeah. So all the circle racing, you know, goes to the left. I know. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, a problem. Well, she doesn't um, like acupuncture either, so go figure. <laughs> go figure. So, so, so. The, the track that they have, it, you can only get into it with a small vehicle. They have yeah. it, like what, they, what we call a gatekeeper, which mm-hmm. there's a variety of gatekeepers that sort of limits the, the vehicle that can get into the area. For instance, there's motorcycle single track trails, and they have these two blocks on either side, so it's an ATV or anything bigger cannot fit. But a bike can. And, and for the kids' training area, they have a bar that you have to go under. Right, so like a guy, like an adult on a big motorcycle. Well, what if no you're towing in a? You could what if you're towing something in? Well, here's the thing: it's right next to a, the camping area, the the Corral Canyon campground. You go to the north side of the campground, and then there's a gate that goes into the kids' training area. So the kid goes under oh, the I bar gotcha. yeah. and goes right over to the, the you don't their, their bike will be able to fit underneath right. it. But very you don't easily. need a vehicle vehicle to get out there. No. I mean, for the parents, okay? No, no the no. parents walk over there. Yeah, the parents will just so, so walk like, it. Like quad 50, motorcycle 50cc, ATC 70. Those mm-hmm. are the kind of vehicles. Well, how did this that come, to, come to be? I, I'm finding this hard to understand oh, that BLM how, would do the, this. No, this is National Forest, Cleveland National Forest. I'm even shocked, even that the they're National even, Forest. They're actually harder to work with. The forests are the, of But the, I can't believe they would put a track. 
Well, for you, kids. We, we don't call it a track because tracks are not allowed in forests, so we call it a kids' training area. Gotcha. And actually, SDRC uh, worked on it and got it with the help of a Yamaha grant. Uh, Twenty I think around years ago. Was it 20? 20? 20. I think a it was early less. 2000. It was uh, early 2000. Jan McGarvey wrote the grant request to Yamaha yeah. Yeah. And, and got that. And her husband is, is our current webmaster. Right. Jim is still helping us with mass email and web yeah. stuff. Um, so Jan wrote that. And I remember going out there many years ago with Scott Hillier, and we moved hay bales, mm-hmm. and it was hard. Yeah. So I didn't work on hay bales yesterday. I went in and trimmed a trail that um, I helped build in the forest the ranger trail which is a motorcycle single track i brought my bike and a lopper and i i'd rode along and i'd park my bike and i'd cut a couple hundred feet then get on my bike and move forward so i trimmed a couple of miles of Did somebody come behind you and pick up your trimmings uh, no, no you, i was by myself i just in. kick it out of the way oh you just yeah let it. the the forest service doesn't want you to pick up the the trimmings at all you just as you trim it you just toss it back in you just make sure it's off the trail mm. Yeah. yeah, and trim it. Fertilizer. It's, so, it, it, it wasn't um, big pieces that, like, it's a slim trail, and there were just little branches that would, you know, slap you in the face or the hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, which, it's really awesome. Um, the San Diego four-wheelers uh, adopted trails out there. Um, TDS adopted trails out there. So TDS did their own trail, Gunslinger. Um, they were able to install two areas of fencing. It was approximately uh, 30 feet of fencing for two workarounds. Gunslinger has a gatekeeper which is you know um, a decent set of of boulder you got to get up and get through well if you can't get through that you know you should not be doing the trail it Mm. is a rated trail for a reason and there's a gatekeeper for the reason because if you can't do that half mile three quarters of a mile in you're not going to be able to pass that trail Mm -hmm. and what happens is um you know this is a designated trail well they create little workarounds in sensitive habitat area to go around where they can't get their vehicle Mm -hmm. through they don't have lockers they don't have big enough tires or what it is to make it over the obstacle so we installed you know stay on designated trail signs and fencing to block those off um, in two separate areas on gunslinger Um, i know san diego four wheelers has um i believe sidewinder is theirs as well as uh um bronco pink they did both of those we had a group do diamond back um we had uh, a group that just saw it on instagram and joined us and they had a couple of subarus and um you know a little bit lower uh, wheelbase to the ground so they did the huge loop espinoza trail and went and did the whole circle i'm happy that's that's open that was the only trail they left closed when they had that fire last year yeah and so i'm i'm pleased that that's open cool all right let's take a quick break you're listening to sdorc dirt radio fm 961 am 1170 the answer all right, folks. Hey, welcome back to S-D-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Segment's brought to you by Fire and Ice Heating and Air. The Ashley family in Lakeside, they've been doing this since 1983. Call them at 1-800-400-FIRE, 3473, or just go to Uh These folks will take extremely good care of you. Uh, 40 years supporting the HVAC industry. Operating zones uh, border from Oceanside, Escondido, Julian, and most of the larger San Diego County from inspection to service installs. Maintenance, commercial, residential, free door-to-door, no trip charges, no fuel charges. Just pay for the work performed. Discount 
uh, repairs uh, for all senior citizens and military. And if you're a little concerned about an estimate you got, Fire and Ice will take a look free of charge. 1-800-400-FIRE. Wayne Miller Tires, 619-596-2800. He's bumped it up. Yes, he'll sell every tire on the planet. But now he's doing wheel alignment, brake, shock, suspension, tranny services, radiator services, oil changes, and a whole lot more. Go with Wayne Miller Tire, the off-roader's best friend. We got Audrey and Ed in the house, and uh-huh. we were talking about a cleanup okay, that we okay. did out at Corral Canyon Saturday. My heart is so happy. I am so proud. We had such a successful event with 89 volunteers out there. What do you attribute that to? Us. Um, Constant hounding on the radio? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely I mean, because we haven't stopped. You know, we, we have not stopped. Stop. Between yeah. radio and TV. A couple yep. of years ago, we had even more. Remember, we had 120? 2019. Yeah, yeah. but we could, that's going to have to be grown back. Because you still yeah. got people was, worried about COVID. Yeah. You still got no, people. No, we had, we had a good number of people. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, you'll you'll see those numbers again. Because every time you do it, you know, mm-hmm. and people realize it was fun, it was safe, and it accomplished, it'll just get bigger and bigger It, and bigger. it felt like the right size to it me. Was, it was a great... Like you, it's not that big of a place. You, you, you don't want to just cram more vehicles into there. No, no, no. How long did it take for you to complete it? Uh, we uh, started... I, and- I want to say we hit the trails um, between 8.30 and 9. At 8.30, we called everybody together. I, I said, this is where we need this, 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 and this done. What do you think? And we had groups go, well, we'll take over here installing the bales. We'll take loading the bales. We're going to head to Gunslinger. We're going to head to Bronco Peak and do each side of it. Um, you know, uh, another group said, oh, we sponsored Diamondback. We're going to head over to Diamondback. Um, so you were done so- by what time, would you say? We were back at camp twelve thirty to one one o'clock. Everybody had eaten, and we did our small little raffle. See, the the reason I bring this up is because everybody thinks to get involved with what you did is going to take like all day. But the more you bring, and the more, and that sounded like God, that was super organized without even organizing it. Yeah, I was uh, I was trying to do to to keep it as a good flow, you know. Yeah. Um, so we called it out. We we had twelve people go down and start yeah. installing the bales. Who wants that? Yeah, and that's how it was. It was it was what is your vehicle capable of? What is your body capable right. of? What would you like to do? Okay. Here you go. This is where you can have. So you showed them how you know? to flip hay bales. Oh no, I didn't oh, do anything. God. I stood. In, uh, <laughs> just I bark orders. I'm I can just... be very loud. <laughs> You're good at being in charge, standing up and ex- telling people, "I need you to come here, go over there." So yeah. Audrey's a natural manager. I want to see her when she tells somebody to go get acupuncture. Because <laughs> oh. you know that's coming. Once she I gets won't it done, tell anybody. Once to go she get gets it. it done, it's gonna. She's gonna be in one of those realizations. I tried. I drove to the try. thing. Did you really? Yeah, well, I go went call to my the friend. parking lot. I got in the parking lot uh, and I couldn't get out of the jeep. Oh I was shaking. I, you know, Audrey, I, I got the same attack. things. I'm not. So did I. I. And I hate needles. Do you see any tattoos on this fat body? No, no. not either. Virgin skin for Thank a reason. Thank you. You and me both. Same this with Ed. No. But uh-uh. I'm not showing. Mine. Oh wait, we figured it out. She loves pain. That's the only thing we can think of. Yeah. Anybody go through with yeah. a wounded wing? No. So yesterday, I cut the east side of Ranger Trail, the trail yeah. I helped the forest build on a 2006, 7, 8, around yeah. then. Um, so the last time I was out there, I did the west side of Ranger. Mm-hmm. So this side, I did the east side, 
and I was on my bike and I had the lopper and I just move along. So when I got to the end and I like, all right, I'm done. So I rode, continued the trail to the end and I started coming, following my way back and I saw some cars at a trail that came off. So I took that trail and then I got to the place where you had just mentioned where they were putting the little barrier. Yeah, gunslinger. There's a bunch of people there, off-roaders and a couple of forest staff, like maintenance staff there. And I was like, oh my God, what do you guys do? Like, I didn't realize that they were, <laughs> what they were doing. I thought they were blocking the trail, but I couldn't see the trail because these other big uh, Jeeps were blocking my view of it. So I was like getting upset until I realized, oh, they're just cutting, they're like cheating. They're they're cutting out that other loop and they... Yeah, the, the cheaters just, put in the cheaters because like they don't know how to, to drive correctly over the rocks. wheel and what their vehicle is capable of. So, so then I, I felt better about it. And I, I follow that trail all the way around. I don't know. Is that what's, the, what's that trail called? Gunslinger. You know? That's gunslinger. Is that That's supposed gunslinger. to be a hard one? Um, no, it's a medium trail. It's a. It's not. It's I, not a black rated diamond. It's not black diamond. Because I was able blue. to do it okay on my bike. Yeah. In, in my uh, hiking boots and jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a lady out there with a. Uh, I think she's in TDS. She had like tires were this tall. Oh, Vicky. And oh, God. She's got a nice LJ. She's got forty twos on her LJ, locked front and rear. She wheels everywhere. She takes that thing. She's got some brass. And I don't think anything will stop oh, that. Oh man, it's, it's blue and gray. And, and she was at KUSI. She would have been at KU. She's probably been at KUSI for TR Del Sol TDS. Yeah. Vicky Morgan. She's absolutely that is amazing. A substantially capable vehicle i think this entire summer she went everywhere (laughs) like every week i turned around she was in a different spot we like moab san hollow and arizona parker all over i think she would have no trouble with uh, rubicon she would just drive over everything and not really like like other people would stress we did devil's canyon and she she would just motor right through it oh yeah 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 she's great that's when money is everything. Yeah, yeah. So I've had a lot of people reach out because I did the post yesterday afternoon and then even this morning and say, how did we not hear about it? How do we not know about it? So I got to do better. We have to do better at promoting on social oh, media yeah, and stuff. I, saw, uh, I have to do better at promoting the radio and promoting these events. What you need to do, and I'm just as guilty as you are, but what I need to do, like when I'm sitting on the couch getting ready to come to radio, yeah, I, I need, need to, to do a breakdown. I need yeah. to do a breakdown. Like, here's what's on. But I don't know what our topics are because yeah. you've never sent me back a sheet with all the topics <laughs> so but but i mean we need to do a topic for each you know just say 12 o'clock here's what's on s-t-o-r-c dirt radio what for me one yep. o'clock two o'clock three o'clock i used to try yeah. and organize and do it that yeah, way back I, the first the way, year your headphones um, in the Jeep that I jumped out of and came into the studio. <laughs> my husband, uh, ladies husband and gentlemen, dropped me off. this is only the organizational <laughs> skills we have wow. sitting across from me. But she can bark. But she can bark. Audrey does. Audrey's skills are elsewhere. Yes, they are. <laughs> she has very strong skills. I, I will never want to say anything negative. She forgets her headset. I'll just tell her it's commercial time. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we just smack her in the back. Just hit her on the shoulder. I don't no, I'm not touching her. She's a sore. Bring some pins. Bring some pins so, next Sunday. Oh, that's a great idea. We'll hold I'll just her put down. a we'll pin cushion right here, yeah. right come. next to her. What? You can have radio with Adam next we'll weekend without me. Stick you with a pin. So the forest likes us going out there now we like to do these uh, these events because it helps us right i trim a trail and next time i ride the trail i'm not going to get whacked in the face by a bush and we um 
we improve trails, we improve the kids' uh, training area, but the forest also gets something out of it. And Audrey mentioned that at when we all gathered up, yeah. is, is that the forest gets money from state parks green sticker fund through a state parks through a grant. Yes, they get a. Um, they get actually several grants. They, they get a, a, a law enforcement grant and they get a ground operations grant. Yes. And the ground operations grant pays the salary of the people that manage it, like Gabe and, and his coworkers. Mm-hmm. And it pays for heavy equipment. It pays for fuel. It pays for their stuff to go out there and, and keep this area open for us. And so when you have a grant, uh, when you, you try to get grant money, you need to put some skin in the game. You need to put up at least 25% of the project. So if it's a hundred thousand dollar project, you need to put up Mm $25,000, but they allow you to use volunteer hours in lieu of cash for the match. They just want it done. Right. Right. They just want it done. Part of what was so great about yesterday and having all those people there is we got a whole bunch of hours Mm. of volunteer for the match. So we're getting them and I didn't do the math, but like, on order of, of seventy-five to a hundred thousand uh, dollars, so enough to hire a person to work yeah. for a year, and wow. that's really, you know, when I was young and and just like kind of a wild dirt biker, I didn't like agency staff people anywhere near me. I just wanted to ride. Leave me alone. I don't want if I see a vehicle with an emblem on the side, I'm going other other direction. Mm-hmm. And now I'm grown up, and I understand how things work. Now you go and, towards them. I will, and I, I know their boss, <laughs> which is the funny part. But seriously, agency staff help keep these places open. We need to manage them properly, and that's that's how Corral Canyon, Akatia Wells, the Imperial Sand Dunes, the place that we love, the way to keep those open is to have agency staff there working on it. So yesterday's event helped to force have enough money to have a person working there mm-hmm. full time. Wow, and that's that, amazing. That's so a big deal for us. See, we love you, that area. And you brought up a good point. You know, as 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 negative as you were towards a vehicle with a with a sticker on it, I'm sure there's tons of kids today that have that same mentality. Oh, and it just goes with like your phase of your life. Right. No, I, I, I totally agree. And the young guys are just like I was. And they, I remember the older guys who somehow worked with agency staff and they put on they races and that? events. How I, could they do that? I just that? didn't understand. And I, it was just crazy to me. Like, how would you ever put on an event? How would you ever talk to those people? So I just thought about something. It would be another challenge for you since you can't go off road and you won't take a needle. <laughs> You need to send me the name and, and emails of people that you think should get our radio show, the BLM, the Forestry Service, all that. Oh, I can do that. And if you send them to me, I'll put them in the SDORC Dirt Radio, because you know how you send yeah, that yeah. out? Yeah. And then that way, you never have to worry about it again. Oh, that'd be great. So all you have to do is send me, I mean, I'll send you an email to request them. Yeah. And I would leave it as as whoever you want. That'd be great. And if you wanted to do a separate one for clubs, yeah, we could do that, or we could combine them. You know, because I, I make that is so easy for me to do. I just click, boom, and I send well, it. Well, yesterday with our work with the Forest Service, there was ten um, service Forest Service employees there that helped us mm-hmm. through each. That's of the, different- the most Forest Service people I've ever seen outside of a forest office. There's yeah. co- but see, I always want to know why. Because wherever where that why is, that means that's something we need to work on even harder. 
because whatever that was that got them to come out works. Let's take a break. You are listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, I understand we're back. You'd never know it from us because we can't hear anything. But that's okay. This is brought to you by Prime. Primary residential mortgage. Chris Wiley is the main dog. 619-722-1303. Chris was born and raised in San Diego, and he's been in doing mortgage pretty much his whole life. So if you need any questions asked, whether you're military, not, reverse mortgage, maybe you want to refi, maybe you want to do anything that has to do with loans, you need to call Chris at 619-722-1303. And let's not forget S&S Off-Road Magazine. They've gone from a hard magazine to digital, and the benefit there is you get way more pages than you did in the book. SSORmag.com, SSORmag.com. Steve and Sherry will keep you totally up to date on what's going on in the desert, rules, regulations, classified events, and Ed even writes a couple of columns to keep you up to date from a legal or a political standpoint. So, you know, we had a meeting last week, and uh, Chris Wiley's brother came to the meeting, his brother and his wife, and they were interested in um, what we're doing. So I'm excited uh, for them to come to more meetings and maybe get involved. That'd be awesome. His wife has uh, shows an interest in, in some of the more technical stuff that we do, so I think that's super cool. Hmm. Oh, uh yeah, he's well, just testing. One of, the, one of the cool things that we might be able to utilize them for uh-huh, is our... Oh, it was Audrey's fault. Trails. Oh. What did I do? Yeah, we, our, our headsets weren't working for a couple so of minutes. So Audrey had us unplugged. Oh, sure. Well, that's because you don't have headphones. So you're just getting mad. How even. would you know? I know how you are. <laughs> okay, I feel much better now. Well. Sorry, we digress. Yes. I'd like to talk about uh, something I, ju- I just found out about very recently. Amy sent a link. There's a, a hunting app called Onyx, and it's a very comprehensive uh, land use uh, like computer phone app. And you can tell where boundaries are, and you can tell who owns what land. Really? It's it's a it's a like hunters particularly like it. It, it mm-hmm. started it was started by a hunter, mm-hmm. but it, lots of different people that use land like it but started as a hunter so it created a real problem in wyoming and um land in the american west has what they call a checkerboard uh looking ownership that is every other square mile is either public or private and the government did that in i think in the 1800s trying to get the west to be more uh populated and they would give the railroad every other square mile, and then they would keep the other square miles. And so there's a, this weird ownership pattern all over public land. So in um, Wyoming, there's a guy that has – he owns two square miles, and they touch at a corner. So they're sort of kitty corner square miles. And then within this square, the other two square miles are Bureau of Land Management, public land. And so this guy wanted to go hunting from one square to the other, but the private property owner doesn't want people trespassing on his property. And so the guy, the hunter, 
he goes and he crossed right at the corner. And it's a huge deal right now. There's a lawsuit about it and there's a it's a detrimental thing of what's gonna happen. So, so if the landowner wins, then it could really be horrible for hunters and off roaders and uh, all of the so like. The, the hunter went over there and he walked right across the corner. The the landowner figured out what happened and the landowner put a, a no trespassing sign on each of his corners and they're like one inch apart. Like they drew it right down to the the very tiny spot, and so for the hunter to go from one to the other, like how do you get there? So the next hunting season, the hunter came back and he brought an A-frame ladder, and he put it over the the no trespassing signs, and him and his friends climbed up and they climbed back down, and they got to the other part of the public land. Well, they the never landowner his land. They didn't touch his land. So the landowners had the guy prosecuted for trespassing, and it went through court, and the hunter won. All right, so so that's big, but the landowner then created a civil lawsuit against him. So th- there's criminal, and then there's civil, and the civil, it's it's they're they're different. They're different kind of government, different sort of rules. So the civil lawsuit is running right now. And the world is anxiously watching to see what happens in this lawsuit because... Even though it's Wyoming. It's Wyoming. It's, it, could, it, it could set a precedent for all over the place. What kind of damage was done to the owner's, the, the private owner's property? Nothing. None. Nothing. So he's just being a butt. He's yeah. just being difficult. Okay. And uh, some people are Let buying see, property out there. Let me make a hunter angry in Wyoming? <laughs> I'm wondering where that mentality comes to be. <laughs> yeah, with the Unibomber. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just hear. Did <laughs> anybody hear that? No, I don't, I don't know what you're so about. in so in Wyoming and areas like that, we the, don't the, protest angry or retaliation, folks. By the way, here on this radio station, there's landowners that make a lot of money by selling hunting permits. Okay, you can hunt elk for ten thousand dollars on my property. Heck yeah, that's what I do. If I own the land, I'm. I'm heck not. You wouldn't. Know. Heck, you wouldn't. Man, I'll have to give you so, coffee and so donuts this, too. So this landowner, he has this vested interest in protecting his land, and and this article also talked about um, landlocked public land. That there's sections of public land out there that are surrounded by private property. Yeah, and you can't get into and, it. And so the the private property owners next to it consider it theirs. Mm-hmm. And and. It's sort of a problem. Like, how do people like us get access to this public land? And this corner problem, it's an interesting problem. And, I mean, I would love to see, like, that that corner be made public within, like, say, 10 square feet or, like, enough to get a vehicle through. Personally, I love access. I want to be able to get to places. That's my whole thing with SDORC. I want to be able to go places and look around and, and yep. operate vehicles out there and so like it's just infuriating to see these like this problem where the public land comes together at a point so what well, the heck do you well do? do you do you do you think that that you know i would think that the legal aspect of it would look at this as okay here's a rule or regulation that was done back in the 1700s yeah. maybe this yeah. needs to be upgraded you know, into the well, 21st century now, to where everybody will be 
Like, for example, you could have private property, as you mentioned, up to the corner of your properties, but there's a 10-foot thoroughfare that belongs as open property or open So territory. make an easement. Just make an easement out of it. I would you, love to you see can't, that. You can't de- – well, to me, that would be the – wouldn't that be the simplest solution? Yeah. Because I'm sure these guys in Wyoming don't just have an acre of land. Oh, I'll no, bet you so they one got square t- mile is, is okay, 660 okay. miles, okay, 660 but, acres. But, so this guy has numerous square miles. That's my point. So you're, so what so, does he care about that, that yeah. 10 feet? Well, it's not that he cares about the 10 feet. It's the animal, the animals on that public land that he wants access to right. for, for his deal. For his personal. And even if they're on the public land and he doesn't take access to them, they'll, eventually they'll walk onto his land right. and he can go get them. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a selfish element to this guy. Right. And it, it kind of like, it, it needles me a little bit. Sorry, Audrey, for the term. Oh, yeah. But it, we can't um, use that it word, just, needle. Yeah. <laughs> she just fainted, folks, in case anybody's interested. Audrey, uh, when you Quit. wake up, let's... Whip out a needle, we got her. She's unconscious. <laughs> let's go back to the show. It's, it's, well, so isn't it's, that what all of these litigations are really about? It's anyway. like the landowners against the land users. And we all feel strongly in support of private property rights. Sure. Yeah. Like, like I have a small house in Claremont and I don't want somebody going in my yard. Right. Right. And, and then people own more land and they don't want people messing with their property out there. But if all they had to do was walk through a 10 foot square. <laughs> On the corner, the north side or the south, you know, west corner of your property, mm-hmm. would you have that kind of a problem? And then would would the owner be justified in going after compensation for losing ex like exclusive use of their property? If it's ten foot, say I don't know. You know what I, I mean? And I'm not saying that I know the solution, but I think that's a problem that might want to be solved at, at some point. Well, it, it needs to be solved out of the courts. And if it's a one square mile, that's one thing. But if it's like a hundred foot by a hundred foot property, that's yeah. right on the corner. Like, like that's a different sort of animal right. to work yeah, on. Then te- yeah, then 10 so, foot would be way too much at that point in time. So it's and, a significant and percentage at, yeah, of so the guy's property. Yeah, so you'd be looking at two and a half, three foot maybe, right. you right. know, for corner. But, but, and what about access. getting a vehicle across? And what if, the, what if that point of, of intersection is on a steep slope? Yeah. Or there's a boulder there? Oh, there's or, a million. Or there's water yeah. there? Right. Yeah. So it's just, it's difficult and... I, I'm just expressing that there's a difficult problem here, and and nobody it, has it, a solid solution. But it could be and, solved. And different corners could have different solutions. But we, we would like to work on a solution. And there's a court case running right now, and this guy is saying, the landowner is saying that his property goes up into space. Not, not I mean, not in the orbit, but it goes above the ground. And below the ground, yeah. Like, air. So it's not. Yeah. So he, he's the so, soil underneath. The hunter you to went the air above you. Is what went you into his air space. So how his high is his air space? And can we make a ladder taller than his air? It's it's just an interesting problem because the guy wants to have legitimate access to this other public land that is surrounded on all four sides by private property, but there's the corners. So how do we solve this corner issue? And this court case will probably set some kind of precedent. Yeah, tunnels. Uh, but we own we own down below too. Yeah, but show well, me what you're using it for. At some point, mineral rights, right? Like you don't own like I have a house, but I don't own the mineral rights right. to my property. Right. So, so could somebody want, well, dig the, underneath, like dig a, a tunnel? To, the I government could. Yeah, or whoever owns the mineral rights. Right. I don't they, know if it's the government or pro, some corporation. Yeah, that's true somebody. too. 
Boy, just lawyers don't want to learn. I know. I, I should have like, gone into law. I, I know. Be, I mean, let's face it. I mean, the lawyers just are the, the only ones making bank. You know, the other people, you know, they're all emotional. And the lawyers, I, I had a situation well, where two, about two shop can't. owners did everything on a handshake. Mm. And 130000 out of his bank account and 120000 out of his bank account. Nothing got resolved because the lawyer kept saying it's a handshake. You don't have anything in writing. But these two guys were so angry with one another, they just oh. kept throwing money at the lawyers. Kept throwing, And then the minute they didn't have any more money, the lawyer says, okay, thanks, next and just walked away. And they, they somehow no matter, worked it out. No matter what. No. Well, they didn't. One one died, and the other one died right shortly after, right, which is well, kind That's the solution. All right. Let's take a quick break. You are listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You are listening to SDORC Dirt Radio. FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, hey, hey. This segment's brought to you by the Wise Ox. If you haven't been to the Wise Ox Butcher Shop and Pantry, put our station on the car radio and head out. The Wise Ox is your neighborhood butcher shop located. There's one in North Park and one in La Costa. Owned and operated by the Trust Restaurant Group. Uh, So, you know, check these guys out. You can get all your classic uh, meats. All high-end premium, heritage pork, free-range chicken, all painstakingly sourced just for you and your family. The Wise Ox Butcher Shop, North Park, 2855 El Cajon Boulevard, Suite 1. Go ahead and thank them for sponsoring our show. All right, so we were talking about, you know... Private property private versus, versus public. public. And that, that, that difficult corner where the... The four square miles mm. come together, the f- and, and how do you cross that? Like, are you permitted to cross, like, from one diagonal to the other? Can you walk across that legally if somebody else owns the other two and they don't want you to? Like, I well, it's, theoretically, it's even difficult. back in the days, the seventeen and eighteen hundreds, you could not do that without permission of the landowner. Correct, because that's trespassing. I mean, that's the, the ultimate to trespassing. But, I mean, like where the corners come together, like you could step over it and you would be fine. The right? pro- well, you theoretically they, they you could. They didn't have GPS then. Well, but. theoretically you could, but back in the day, you're on a horse with a mule with a lot of gear or you have a wagon. You know, it's not – people yeah, are just not – Everything's different. And, yeah. and, and people have control issues. They, yeah, and they don't I don't want to give up yeah, there. And I think this right, is they have so this, it's a difficult problem. This needs to be addressed. You know, it's just like the immigration needs to be addressed, just like all of the other crazy laws out there that need to be addressed. But, you know, they can't seem to get together to make yeah, it right. And it's not like, like it's like it's Dave, rocket science. Dave told us about a couple guys that just could not come to an agreement. Nah. And and here, like the the landowner versus the hunter, they're at a stalemate. And how much and, money do you think they've spent on lawyers? Oh my goodness! It's got to be stupid. There, money. There's it, the article was talking about that and how the the hunters are collecting money and all these people are donating to them. Yeah. Like all the people that can barely afford five dollars are giving them five dollars. Right. It's almost a David and Goliath. It, you know, the it, landowner it is David the wealthy and, yeah. landowner versus yeah. the guy that just wants to go hunting. Just wants to go hunting. Yeah. So we feel sorry for the hunter, but you well, know, you kind if, of feel if, sorry for the landowner too. Because if I own bit, square miles, I I maybe would feel differently. Well, to give an inch, 
you know how, how do you know they're not going to take true. more and take more and next thing you know i don't have any more property that's mm-hmm. what this is so difficult about it yeah. i mean I, i'm staying silent because mm-hmm. honestly i'm a hunter gatherer and i was born I, I and raised with a gun in my hand walking down central valleys but we mm-hmm. got permission from every that's what i always owner. did my dad knew over half the ranch owners in el centro when i was a kid from junior pheasant hunt pheasant hunt right. the whole nine yards even we, if you had to give the owner some pheasant them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We always. Yeah, we'll give you something we that we shoot. We always took care of that. Yeah. Um, I I'm strongly suspect that the guy who the brought the ladder. No, the, the oh. hunter. I strongly suspect he did not go to the landowner and say, "Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm planning to do this. This is what I'm." But I, I, I don't know. What if he did and he got turned down? Yeah, exactly. Got and turned down you, and he went in. Anyway. What do you want to bet he left the ladder? I no, I'm pretty sure he brought it. Those things are. I wouldn't know. You bought a ladder lately? They're not giving them away. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> trust me. You ever seen the ones out at the fairground called the Little Giant? Uh, I, I don't. Those know. metal ones that do all kinds of expand. I have two of them. Never. Oh, used. those kind. Yeah, that's never. What the guy you know why? They're freaking three hundred pounds. Yeah, they're. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> they had a pack mule bring their. Ladder. And my wife you keeps wait. saying, "When are you going to use that ladder? When are you going?" I got this this twelve dollar aluminum one really works super good. But anyway, well. I know that um, we've been talking about this, but I kind of want to circle back to Corral Canyon really quick before we have. Okay. Um, I, I, I have wanna... a legislative thing oh, I yeah, want to yeah. hit. All right. okay. It's kind of quick. Uh, so the legislature convened for one day on December 5th just to assign some committees and to just say, okay, we're starting. If you want to submit a bill, you can start submitting from today. So uh, Assemblymember Fong submitted AB 53 which is the ta- the fuel tax suspension for one year. So that's in there now. That got that, that that's going to go. So whenever that gets signed, fuel tax will be um stopped for one year. And why I care about that? Of course, I don't want to pay fuel tax if I don't have to, but what I really care about is that the off-road program in California is funded by fuel tax. And I want to make sure that if the fuel tax is not being collected, that our program is still being funded like all the other programs that get funded by fuel tax. I want to make sure that our program continues to be funded in the the normal way like it was last year. Yeah. So we're going to watch this bill and see if it gets amended in such a way that it could harm us or hopefully help us. But we just got to keep an eye on it. So, So that's really important. Also, there's a new assembly member in East San Diego County, uh, Marie Wald, Waldron. Waldron. Mm-hmm. Um, she with the sent, new redistricting, she's With new now. redistricting. You're going to love her. Yeah. Well, she sent one of her staff to our meeting last week, uh, Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corey's going to be working with us on state legislative issues. Mm-hmm. And we brought him up to speed on what we care about. Mm-hmm. And we have like four legislative priorities this coming year uh we're talking about side by sides we're talking about sb 155 and maybe getting some new areas to ride in exchange for losing carnegie we're looking at the red sticker um what could possibly happen with uh, racing motorcycle registrations and now this fuel tax thing well, with the fuel tax, I, I don't remember if it was Corey from Marie Waldron's office or if it was uh, Chris Micah from Randy um, uh, 
uh, Daryl Issa. Daryl Issa's office, who, yeah, I almost said Randy Vopel, but I knew it wasn't the assemblyman. I stopped myself. I, it's easy to like, get wait a minute, confused. sorry. Senator Issa's office, um, who had come in. I don't remember which one of them, but when we brought it up and we discussed the fuel tax, one of them had said that they had tried to get uh, amendments added into it, um, or another one added where it included to ensure that each of the different programs would have been taken care of for it. So um, it's a state tax, so yeah. uh, Issa wouldn't be involved. So it must state. have been. It must have been Corey. Uh, uh, we didn't have anyone from Brian's Olden. office there, so yeah. it must have been Corey. It must have been now, Corey from Marie Walters. You remember, we had a surprise. Brian Jones and and John Mendez, his staff, came to the cleanup and were there in in Brian's yes. red Jeep. Brian's Shout a Jeeper, so that was really cool. And one of the things that I found out about Senator Brian Jones yesterday is that um, the San Diego Four Wheelers Association was there with us yesterday. San Diego Four Wheelers Four by Four Club. Um, then, and Brian Jones was treasurer and on the board of directors in ninety to ninety one, ninety two. I knew and, he was part of the club and years so back. I didn't know that he oh, was actually he a was treasurer a of the, the San Diego Four Wheelers. So he was talking with them yesterday. And they got the photos and stuff going. So, so he heard it was their event, so he came out. To, yeah. So that was really fun to see him out there, and cool. he he uh, he uh, lifted his jeep and he did. I forget what he did. I think he did something to the front the differential. Banks. Yeah, he added in. And he's like bank saving system. up. He said, "I'm saving up for uh, tire bigger tires and rims." Yeah. So I thought that was awfully cool of him. Uh, well, when we were talking Corral Canyon, I, Senator was actually there and I was working. We had um, Gabe Padilla, who is the forest uh, manager for Corral Canyon, Cleveland, right there. Um, and then I had a couple of other forest OH, representatives. OHV supervisor. And we were talking about um, adding in a new trail and what it would take to get a new trail in there. Um, and given the opportunity, we can work on it. And um, the forest manager, uh, 100%, 100% supports the idea and likes it and wants to work on it. So hopefully next year, 2023, we can get a new trail added in at Corral Canyon. And it would actually go from Bear Valley Road in Pine Valley. And it would connect up to the Espinosa Trail. Um, I think I believe like 18, 20 years ago, I, it was when I was a teenager, there used to be a, a cow fire. It was a fire trail, a fire break trail that would go through there. It was a four by four trail. And it would go from Espinosa down below. It's not the current. There's currently still open. There is a single track or quad trail um, mm, that, I that wouldn't you take can a fit. quad on it. It gets a little bit close. I, uh, I've but done it recently. Could, the Kernan you, Cycle Trail. Yeah. So in Bear Valley Road, you take it up to the top, mm-hmm. and then it's gated. Like the the four wheels can't go through. The two wheelers can go through the thing, and then you can yep. go all the way down to Corral Canyon. Yeah. And yeah. So the um, near that there used to be a fire break trail, and they I was wondering it, like how we could get a motorcycle, how we can get a four wheel drive. Well, we'll find all about that so, next week on S-G-O-R-C Dirt Radio. And yes, we will be live Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Make sure you tune in right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org.
Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.